We are finishing Vocation Awareness Week in the United States here, uh, which is once a year, a week which emphasizes awareness of vocations. Uh, and I kind of think it's kind of funny, you know, I think I have to be aware of my vocation. I have to, well, in one sense, we all have to be aware of our vocation. Uh, but the, I think the idea is awareness of vocations in general, promoting vocations, promoting vocations among young people, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so I think this saint finishing off the week, St. Francis Xavier Cabrini is an excellent example, an extreme example, we might say, uh, because she founded uh, in 1880 the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. In 1887, she established many schools, hospitals, and orphanages in Italy. With the encouragement of Pope Leo XIII, she set out for the United States in 1889, where for the next 28 years, she established many schools, hospitals, and orphanages. And it just mentions that like, oh yeah, and she, she took a look, walk down the street and established a school. It's just, of course, it was tons of work. And ironically, she was prematurely born. She was a preemie. And her health was always fragile her entire life. And yet, she did the work of, today, 50 or 100 people. Uh, and so she did all this. It even says she, she also went to South America, where she founded schools in Argentina, Brazil, and Nicaragua. Traveled a lot back when it was much more difficult to travel. No flights back then. No, no not even uh, uh, cars. Not even cars. Well, the cars would come in during her lifetime, but, but in the earlier days, it was all horse and carriage. So she did this tremendous work. And, of course, it implies she had tons of vocations. And it implies she had tons of benefactors. Otherwise, none of it would have happened. But it, it just, just, she just established, oh, she established a school here and a hospital there and an orphanage over here. And oh, there's got to be tons of vocations. She has to have tons of vocations to do this. And she did. She had tons of vocations. She attracted vocations of young women. And in those days, it was more common, and there were more big families, and there was more tendency toward vocations among Catholics. Ironically, there was a lot less Catholics in the United States. Now there's a lot more Catholics, but there's a lot less vocations. Isn't that interesting? But it's interesting, too, that uh, vocations, uh, in terms of uh, the percentage, they, they have dropped for women's religious in, in great numbers. Uh, for, for men's religious, also dropped. For priesthood, uh, dropped some, but still is doing pretty good in certain dioceses. Uh, so, so we have more people, less vocations. Uh, so obviously there's, in terms of vocation awareness, uh, it would seem that some people are not aware of their vocations. Some young people are not. And there's plenty of distractions. And in one sense, I can't blame them for being distracted. There's such good distractions out there. Uh, there's, there's so many that I don't know if I would have followed my vocation now because of all the distractions. <laughs> there's a lot more than when I joined. <laughs> so, uh, but nonetheless, hopefully God can get through to some young people. Uh, hopefully. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to have a lot less. We, yeah, we do have a lot less vocations, but we're going to have even less. Um, but in any case, uh, Francis Xavier Cabrini doing all this, it's just, oh yeah, she establishes a school here and an orphanage there, and, 
she has, she has to have tons of young women joining her to do all this. Uh, and right now, to establish a religious community, just I, I know some young religious communities of women, and it's taking them a long time just to get to pontifical status, years and years and years, and they still aren't there. And they've been around for 20, 30 years. Uh, where she, she gets pontifical status in a few years, no problem, because there was a lot more vocations back then. Uh, so, uh, but also that tremendous charisma, like our own blessed George Matulaitis in the Marians, tremendous charisma. He was in the early 20th century, and he was, he, he, re, he renovated the Marians in around 1910, and he attracted tons of vocations. And so suddenly the Marians went up 100 guys, boom, in a few years. Uh, but that was, there was many factors involved. And so it's, it's just, as we say, you know, in those days, more common, et cetera. Some parts of the world do still have lots of vocations, and that's great. There are some parts of the world where there are tons of vocations, and that's a good thing. Here in the U.S., uh, we're struggling. Uh, we do have certain places doing well, and we're doing pretty well, the Marians. We're, but we're not growing, we're just maintaining. We're able to maintain uh, but we're, we, we have some Marians who are elderly and dying, you know, so we, then we have some guys coming in, so we're kind of maintaining our numbers. So in the case of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, it's a very special call. Is there anyone like this in the world today? Well, we see someone like a Mother Teresa of Calcutta who can go around the world and establish tons of houses, but there's very few examples of this sort of thing. It has to be a very particular, special person who has this charisma, this something that attracts people to them, attracts both vocations and benefactors. They have to have both. And then they can build up their communities and, and grow and, and do all kinds of good work. Think of all the good work the missionaries of charity do. It's, you can't even count it. If you tried to look at it and figure it all out, you wouldn't be able to, to calculate it. And yet, so today, uh, I do want to also mention in the gospel the idea. Uh, I'm not going to deal with the whole gospel. You've hopefully heard this a few times over the years. But the fact that uh, Jesus says, Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Now that can be interpreted in all different ways, but in the Latin, it's the word elect. It would be a form of the word elect. And we use that in church liturgy, for instance, in the RCIA program. You may have heard of the right of the elect. So in an RCIA program, where someone's coming into the church as an adult, uh, the elect is someone who's going to be uh, baptized, who's going to be given those three sacraments on Easter Vigil. And usually, the right of the elect is the first Sunday of Lent. And so at that point, they are chosen, they are officially chosen to be those who will receive the sacraments, and they go through Lent as a time of prayer and fasting in preparation for receiving baptism, confirmation, and First Communion. And so it's called the right of the elect. They are the chosen, the chosen ones. And then they, they become also the chosen ones in a different way when they are actually baptized and receive confirmation and First Communion. And it's always good to do a little baptismal theology because 
Uh, I don't know how many Catholics understand baptismal theology these days. It's not a, it's, it's you, you, if you, but the thing about catechism is if you learn it as a child and you hear it one time, what are the odds you're going to remember it? Maybe if you hear it two times, still not very good odds. Three times, still not very good odds. What do I remember from my childhood? TV commercials. I remember TV commercials. I can still sing those songs. Why? Because I heard them about 50 or 100 times. I can still sing. I can still, you can start out a jingle from a, from a TV commercial, particularly for something like a cereal, and I can finish it because I heard it 50, 100 times maybe 500 times in some cases, because they kept redoing the same jingle over and over in different commercials. So how do we learn as a child? We learn some things where we remember it and pick it up, language, of course. But say you learned about baptism as a child, what are the odds you remember anything about it? Very slim, unless there were TV commercials about baptism. Then we might remember baptism if, there, if we had as a child, if there was like a jingle and a TV, then we might remember something. But I just want to rem remind us a few things. Baptism purifies all sins and makes us a new creature, an adopted son or daughter of God, who has become, quote, a partaker of the divine nature. That's from uh, 2 Peter 1.4. Very important passage, 2 Peter 1.4. Member of Christ and co-heir with him and a temple of the Holy Spirit. Those are all things from Scripture. So baptism gives us all these great gifts. The grace of justification, enabling them to believe in God, to hope in him, and to love him through the theological virtues. So the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love, are given at baptism. Giving them the power to live and act under the prompting of the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we receive the power, like, the, like on Pentecost, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit allowing them to grow in goodness through the moral virtues. And thus, the whole organism of the Christian supernatural life has its roots in baptism. So our supernatural life starts with baptism. We are incorporated into the church, the body of Christ. There's a lot I could say about baptism. But it's good to remember those things. It's good to have that in mind. And like I said, I learned all that as a child. But I didn't remember it because I didn't hear it a hundred times. If I heard it a hundred times, and I'm, I'm not going to do any commercial jingles because then I'd be advertising things. <laughs> but 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 I heard them so many times, and I learned them. And now now young people they they get digital media, and they are reinforced in that. That's a whole different world now. But uh, that's that that's then there certain things are reinforced. And they hear them a hundred times. And some of them are totally opposed to church teaching, but that's another matter. But in any case, uh, so today, uh, the idea of being a chosen one, the elect, the church uses that to refer to the baptized, the chosen, because we've been chosen to be this, get this great gift, this great grace, which makes us partakers of the divine nature, which is a very profound idea, and it would take a while to get into that, but we, we are brought up into the life of God through baptism. And so it's very profound. It's, it's so profound, it's hard to explain or even imagine, but that's the reality.
So if someone like St. Francis Xavier Cabrini lives up, lives out her baptismal vows in a profound way, she's really, she's really doing what the baptismal vows say to do. She's really doing what the church says to do. And she knows it. She knows the faith she learned as a child. They used to have the, this Baltimore Catechism where they had to memorize questions and answers. It was before my time. But, you know, the, one of those, that was kind of like TV commercials where you had to learn, you had to learn the question, you had to learn the answer. You had to learn the question, and then they repeat it. Every year they would repeat, question, answer, question, answer. And you would get it over and over and over. And, of course, that would reinforce it. That was a great idea. Why did we get rid of that? We allowed TV commercials to replace it. Well, don't ask me. But in any case, you got reinforcement back then. Uh, why did God make me? To know, love, and serve him, and to live, be with him forever in, 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 in you know, the next life. Uh, something like that. They, those were the questions. You know, People knew that stuff. It was reinforced over and over and over. They were smart back then. They knew something that advertisers knew. So anyhow... Uh, so today, thinking of the importance of uh, being remembering, if we're baptized, we're one of these chosen ones he's talking about. We're part of the elect. That is a profound reality, the elect. We are elected to receive the grace of baptism. It's beyond our understanding how good it is. Uh, I can't even explain how good it is because... It's too hard to explain. But we can talk about the different things baptism gives us, but it's, it's going up into the very life of God, sanctifying grace. It's going up into the very life of God himself, transformation. And the more we are aware of it, conscious of it, and living out our baptismal vows, the more the, more the baptismal vows impact us. And so today, thinking of uh, the great gift of baptism... The, being the elect, and then also thinking of the example of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, someone who really lived out her baptismal vows, uh, rejecting evil, choosing God, choosing the will of God. So that's, that's it. That's all we have to do. <laughs> Not that easy. <laughs> Just reject evil, choose God, choose the will of God. That's all. It's not easy. But that's the reality. And today, uh, thinking of this great example, because she is such a great example uh, of someone who did tons of things, even though she, her health wasn't very good. And she did tons of things, and uh, she made a huge impact on the world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.